What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Renderos Brothers. We are back for another week. Another week of films, another week of television, another week of beers. Yeah, another week of tidbits. Uh, tidbits. Even though we missed last week, but that's all right. Another week it is. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, so, yeah, let's get this going. Yeah. All right. I hope the week is treating you guys pretty good. Fucking A. Starting again at 420, motherfuckers. That's right, baby. Spark it up. I don't even know. I don't know what pot it's Yeah. Doing. Get a uh, rip. <laughs> <laughs> Grip it and rip it. Um, yep. Yeah. So, obviously, we're going to start off with our beer of the week. Uh, this week is a... Brewski by Boulevard Brewing Company. It is a pint-sized Hawaiian pizza party tiki IPA. It is a uh, Indian pale ale brewed with pineapple, mango, and vanilla beans. It's eight, excuse me, six point eight alcohol volume. It is a product product of Missouri. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, um, let's get our ship on Boulevard Brewing Company out there in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, you uh, know they they know how to throw a Hawaiian pizza party the best. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can find them at uh, boulevard.com. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, it's Boulevard spelled out, of course. Yeah. Drop my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so as he uh, picks up his stuff, as he's opening up his drink here, um, yeah. So open. the bottle is a nice light blue, uh, very almost tropical punch flavored, uh, like looking packaging. It's light blue with. It's a lot like of Hawaiian. It's like a Hawaiian punch, but like a light pink. Uh, it's more like a Rocco's Modern Life T-shirt color. Yeah, it is that's like a exactly, Rocco's Modern. That's exactly, pretty much what it is. Rocco's you know? Modern yeah. Life. Rocco's um, Modern Life. <laughs> It uh, fucking has a p- slice of pizza on it, pineapple, fish. And for those nice of you, little, had, nice little art uh, yeah. going on in here. And, and for those of you, pineapple belongs on pizza. I'm sorry, I'm gonna yeah, have to disagree. Yeah, the pineapple dropping in. Yeah, like, right into like the volcano. A, yeah, just like a, a Operation Dumbo drop. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's really cool. I mean, it stands out for sure. I yeah, mean, like, fucking a. Saw this motherfucker on the shelf, and I was like, gotta, I gotta pick that up. Yeah, it's uh oh fuck, dude! I just cracked it open. I smelled nothing but mango right now. Oh yeah. From yeah. the can, it smells like you're it smells like you're about to drink a Kearns. A Kearns? Yeah. Interesting. That's crazy. That's, mm, yeah, pour, it has shit. a real good scent to it. Like yeah. a real nice mangoey scent. Yeah, it smells just like a fresh mango or some shit. Fresh mango with like a hint of pineapple right on it. Um yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot right now. Oh yeah, you're right. I get the pineapple now that I poured it. I Ooh, smell my fucking goodness. Head of it. What's up? Yo? You uh, it's very sweet. Very that's right, sweet. Up my, right up my alley right there. I uh, was not expecting that. Um, He's like, go ahead and put, a, put the kettle on. <laughs> <laughs> As you take your tea with sugar, I'm sweet enough, darling. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, honestly, like it's got a nice kind of, it, it's not a cloud, it's cloudy for sure, but it's oh, like. Oh, fuck. That's fucking delicious. Um, Almost looks like a, tr- a, a fruity drink, really. I would have never thought that it would taste it that way. Uh, this, I guess maybe because of the smell of the motherfucker, but God damn, that's fucking so smooth. I could probably pound a bunch of these cans and, and just be smashed in fucking <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Actually, it's not, it's not bad at all. It's uh, super smooth when, when you drink it. You don't have much of a no, there's beery not a taste or a hops taste. There's not a lot of hops like, yeah. with it. It is really smooth, really clean, definitely fruit forward as fuck. Um, you can kind of taste the combination of mango yeah. and pineapple. I can't detect the vanilla bean so much no no, um which is good because i'm not a big fan of vanilla as a flavor probably the sweet that kicks at the very end though 
that's probably what we're getting. That's that last little sweet tingle. That's definitely the b- vanilla bean. Vanilla bean. Vanilla. Vanilla <laughs> bean. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's pretty delicious. So I actually enjoyed three times fast. The hell out of that. Um, yeah, it's it, fucking good. Uh, yeah, especially right now with the hot weather we've been having, like this is the perfect beer to have. Honestly, I don't know about that. That's a bit much. This is like drinking a juice. I love drinking juice, baby. Pat, give, me, give me my juice box, bitch. Give me my motherfucking Snapple peach tea. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, this, this shit for me, I wouldn't want to drink it out in the sun. Got to get that Corona, motherfucker. And that Corona premiere? <laughs> yeah, with, some, with a lime. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it, this is good enough to drink also on a hot day. I, I don't know if I'd be not. I don't, back dr- a I don't drink a, I don't drink a mixed drinks also. This kind of tastes like it would be a, some type of Mai Tai type of fucking drink for some reason. You're not into flavored drinks? No, negative. Okay. I, it depends on. I, kinda, on, I just on stay away. Mind. I stay away from those things. Just anything with uh, a higher volume, uh, alcohol volume. Yeah. Just for a uh, 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 headspace, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean for me, like I'm it's a pretty foggy up there. I'm a pretty chill drunk. Like I'm a happy drunk. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I am when I drink tequila shots, and that's it. Tequila but if makes I mix, me angry. If I mix, oh really? Yeah. Oh, fuck no, dude. You got you're drinking the shit tequila, then you got to drink the high quality shit. The high that quality shit, shit. That shit puts you in a good mood. I don't know what it is. I get a couple two shots. Typically, me, alcohol puts me in a good mood anyway. Okay, well then you're just fucking drunk, because th- I don't get in a good mood. I get relaxed from some drinks, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean, like uh, this past uh, Sunday, one of my dearest friends who I've known for a very long time, she ended up getting married to her husband. Uh, we went down to uh, Malibu awesome. at uh, Saddle Rock. Congrats! I went to a fucking uh, wedding as well on Friday. Oh, really? Nice. A family Coinc- wedding, coincidentally, right? Coincidentally, yes, sir. The cousin, cousin got married. Well, cousin on the you know on the, on on the, the wife's side. side, yes, sir. That's nice. Um, yeah. Um, her wedding was up in the hills of Saddle Rock in Malibu, California. Awesome. Fancy, huh? I like it. Uh, you know, honestly, I was very surprised at how beautiful it looked, That's even sick. with the hills of Malibu looking so dry, especially with this, you know, drought, hot weather that has just beaten the dry, lush land of there. Because, I mean, you know, when it yeah. rains, it's pretty green. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just, but it was still beautiful to be up there. Uh, my first Jewish wedding, uh, okay. so the, the rabbi was there and... He, I got to tell you, man, this rabbi fucking killed it. Like, I, he was funny. He was light. And yeah, okay, he threw in the the religious aspect, yeah. but he was more about like the celebration of somebody's union, being together on this journey. But I, I, and he, I, they sing traditional Jewish songs, uh, and he had a great voice. I was like, man, this this dude, it could be a lounge singer. <laughs> okay. Like on the weekends, he could be like, "What's up, everybody? Welcome to the lounge." I'm the rabbi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it was a wonderful ceremony. My favorite part was they did allow people to go up and give speeches. Okay. Um, and I was pretty drunk. I had a couple of drinks. And open bar, I assume? Open bar. Fucking A. Those are the best. I had an open <laughs> bar on Friday myself. Um, and I decided, you know what? I'm going up. And as I start going up for the microphone, I see her shaking her head in a panic like, no, 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 no. Not you. Why? Because I tend to get a little wild when I get drunk. I'm a happy, wild drunk. Um, And luckily, her grandparents were coming up to say their words. Yeah. And so, you know, I let the grandparents go first because I'm respectful, uh, you know. Um, But after that, I started going back for the DJ. Okay. And she literally got up out of her seat, went over in front of the DJ and was like, no, please don't do this. 
And I was like, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do this. Come on now. I'm just, I like to give you a difficult time. I love yeah. you. You're one of my best friends. Yeah. I would never embarrass you. And she's like, oh, thank God. I'm like, go sit down. It's fine. She goes to sit down. And I go, hey, Mr. DJ, I'll take that microphone. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the, the speech I gave was pretty simple. My wife recorded it. I Basically, I've known her for 10 years. I've seen her grow up from an immature 17-year-old to an immature adult. And, you know, yeah. I, I praised her after that. People got a good laugh out of it. I praised him as well. He's a good guy, uh, you know, and he's they're there for each other. So that was it. Nothing to be embarrassed about because I have plenty of embarrassing stories that I could have pulled out. Yeah. But, you know, I also know how to read the room. It's the same thing what happened with... Um, well, I fucking... Uh, I had a speech at my first speech at, uh, at uh, my boy Ryan the Lion's fucking uh, wedding. Yeah. And uh, I just went up there and just spoke from the fucking... From the corazón, you know? From the Cora, from the fucking heart, or whatever the fucking yeah uh, it was, and uh, I got a I got a good feedback from the from the you know from his mom and for you know from everybody, so it's kind of cool. Nice, um, yeah. I mean, I remember when um, I mean, like on the opposite end of the spectrum, like when Grandma passed away, which she's been passed now for thirteen years. Yeah. Um, when her viewing slash wake was happening, and they were like, if anybody has anything to say, I decided to go up there. You know, obviously pay my respects to grandma. Like, I know that, like, between the two of us, uh, you know, you're definitely the more emotional one when it comes to, like, grieving and loss and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I got more heart than you. That's why. Yeah, well, I buried mine <laughs> deep inside. It's in a nice fucking grave in the backyard. Uh, but, you know, dad was worried that I was going to go up there and say crazy shit because the two pastors who only were supposed to give a sermon for about 30 minutes ran for about an hour. Yeah, I remember. And people were not happy about that because they were eating into the time that everybody else had to, you know, pay their respects to our grandmother. Yes. And, you know, I, I went up there and obviously did my thing. And um, dad comes up to me at, at the end and he's like, hey, I just, I just want to say uh, thank you for not saying anything, like, wild. Yeah. I told him, like, look, dad, like, I know that I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> like, I, I I know what the situation calls for. I'm always gonna yeah. try to read the room. Yeah, you know. But I mean, like honestly, like I just. I, but I also understand who I am and how you know when we partied hard, people have seen me say, hurt, I mean, see me do shit, see me heard shit that I've said that is just fucking absolutely bad yeah, shit. Yeah, this insane. fucking guy gets drunk, he's a fucking uh, Care Bear. This motherfucker loves everybody in the whole fucking room. I and love just, everybody. He fucking goes Care Bear powers and his fucking power from his <laughs> the chest. The Care Bear stare? Yeah, the Care Bear that's stare. That's why I have oh, the belly. Fucking that's shit. That's why I have the belly. Yeah. It's, it's not just the beard. I'm starting to believe it. No wonder you're it's, so fucking hairy too, huh? It's the Care Bear stare. <laughs> it that's makes why. sense. When you were saying all that, I was like, this motherfucker's a Care Bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, that, that's it. I don't have any news stories. I just wanted to celebrate some happiness, some joy. I mean, yeah, uh, your cousin-in-law got married as well. Yeah, it was a great fucking reception, a great, uh, a great spot on Santa, Santa Clarita at some ranch. It was, uh, it was real nice. It was real nice. It was warm that day, but um, with everything going on, it just, it, it, it was, it, you, didn't, you didn't mind it too much. You know what I mean? Plus, yeah. I bought fucking couple portable fans. It was just coming handy, like a motherfucker. Yeah, no, I mean, I could imagine it was warm even in Malibu. Yeah, uh, I felt bad for the the bald gentleman in front of me. Who was just I'm not looking forward to next week though, saying it's supposed to be like Miami over here. Oh, humid as fuck. Yeah, muggy as a motherfucker. I don't like that at all. Uh, Stay hydrated, everybody. Yep. Um, Also, um, I did learn something about heat. I learned about wet bulb death. What the fuck is this? Uh, Wet bulb death is when it is over 95% humid 
uh, it is at least 88 degrees and it doesn't allow your body to transfer the heat through sweat, right? Like your body's cooling mechanism is you sweat. But if there's so much humidity in the air and it's warm enough, your body can't do that transfer. It doesn't matter if you've got a tank top on, doesn't matter whatever it is. It causes your body to overheat and then shut down. Yeah. And people die from it. Uh, they're attributing a lot of the people who pass away in Portland, Oregon, uh, due to that. Because they said it's thermo- uh, thermodynamically impossible to transfer the energy that your body is trying to release by being so warm. Okay. Because your body is always looking for homeostasis. Yeah. You know, always that uh, you're always... regulate itself. Yes, yeah. So in, it's trying to self-regulate. It is blocked by nature, therefore causing death. problems. Causing yeah. death. So, yeah. So, I mean, Destruction. like... That was one thing I was like, fuck all of this. Yeah, well, it's... Uh it's uh, always crucial to have a central AC, you know? <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, Oregon's not used to it, like, yeah. ever. Like, yeah, their know, average temperature yeah. is 70 degrees. We talked about this last week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, when a heat wave hits like this, you're, like, what the, caught off they guard? Never. N- you're yeah, they fucked, you know? Four decades or something before they have actually hit heat like this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, see what was in record that it was going to happen again. But, you know, people are just going to keep fucking shit up, and shit's just going to get worse. Because it's been hotter than fuck over here, too. It's it, ridiculous. It has been fucking ridiculous. brutal. It has been brutal out here as well. Buy an electric car, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be too late, man. I'm telling yeah, you. No. I got gut feeling. Like they were saying, we got to make some real changes within the next like seven years or whatever to save the planet. Yeah, I'm going to be dead, so <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah, and I, I tell to my kids. To me, in a I sense. T- I tell my kids. It does matter to me because I don't think that it's fucking cool that we're fucking up the world like that. Like I, we're I, fucking, we're, we're killing what feeds us. We're fucking idiots. I tell my kids don't have kids uh, just because I'm like, it's not yeah, worth it, especially well. with how hot it's going to be. Um, but anyways, um, let's let's move on from that. <laughs> I think about that shit. That's the reason I don't have kids. I thought about that a long time ago. Um, so we're going to talk about Loki, the season fucking finale, episode six. For Locust. All, for all time, always. The clock is ticking in the season finale, which finds Loki and Sylvie on a date with destiny. That's right. Honestly, what a fucking episode this was. You know, yeah, like, it's fucking Dope as fuck. Not a lot of action, you know, though. I mean, but I mean, ultimately, so what happens is they find, you know, the uh, citadel, the mansion, as I called it when I saw it pop up on the screen, of the guy who created the TVA and everything that we've come yeah, to know. Yeah. And it turns out that it is the comic book character, He Who Remains, who does oversee the timekeepers in the comic books. I'm not a big comic book guy, reader. I've been slowly reading comic books, so I don't know much about this aspect of stuff. Um, Miss Minute pops up when they get to the Citadel. She says hello. Okay. And that, uh, you know, he's impressed. They make him an offer where, um, you know, Loki would win everything. The battle for New York. He would kill Thanos instead of getting killed by him. The Infinity Gauntlet would be his. Uh, Everything that he's ever wanted. Um, You know, um, Sylvie, uh, you know, she's been on the run. It would be like a lifetime of happy memories. You know, the two of them together for all time, like in terms of like, being on the same timeline he, he he's like yeah it's it's a broken rule but i can make it happen yeah they reject it miss minutes wishes him luck she goes to ravona and um uh ravona is you know looking through the files trying to figure out who created the tva yeah uh you know miss minutes comes over there and she gives her a different file and tells her like well this is what's gonna what was what this, i was told it's gonna help you more than anything yeah, it's going to be more helpful than actually being able to track down whatever the TVA is going through. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Mobius comes by and he tries to convince her that they could be better, uh, but she decides to bounce. Yo, she like lights. Um, Intro. And, and a big secret of Verona is figured out. She knows she's a variant. Yeah. You yeah. know, she knew the whole time that she was a variant, but she was so willing to do the job. She was willing to oversee everything because they cut back to um, uh, Fremont, Ohio back in 2018. You have B-15 being chased by TVA agents. And uh, Ravona's there as an administrator, either vice principal or principal in general. And that's when you learn, oh, she's gotten the pens from that area as well. Um, you know, he, the, it cuts back to the he who remains, who is like just laughing at Sylvie's failed attempts to try to murder him. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a piece of shit, but he tells him, like, I know what you guys are fucking trying to do. Like, everything here, it's written down. He shows him the scraps of paper that he has. Um, and, you know, like, they learn that they don't have free will. Like, free will is a concept that has been stolen from them, um, you know, which is something that the show has been kind of hinting at throughout the whole thing. I mean, the theme of it is, like, the freedom to do what you want or, like, you have the choices for your life. It's not pre-written for you. It's not destiny. Like, but that been, has been stolen from everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, like, he who remains loves that Sylvie is, like, so relentless in her pursuit of him. And Loki just being able to hold on to this character who is, like, I'm going to fucking go for it. You know, um, but he tells him that at one point he knows everything, but... You know, that that's how he can avoid being killed, that he's the one who's paved the road for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and he asked her, like, do you think you can trust him? He's like, I paved the road. You just walked on that motherfucker. That's it. Yeah. And he asked him, like, do you, th you, you think you can trust him? And, like, he puts that doubt in her, right? Um, that without him, the TVA, everything would burn. Like, he's afraid of himself, and he starts explaining, like, where they came from or where he came from, that he was a scientist in the 31st century. Yeah. And he was able to figure out that the universes were stacked on top of each other. And he was able... And then, at the same time, his variants were also... Able to figure, able out, the to same figure thing, out the same, same thing. thing. And, and they, they were able to figure out a way to jump from world to world, or universe to universe, or guy, like, whatever the fine fuck it is. And while, for the most part, there were a bunch of he's, or him's, or whatever that would try to advance the society together. Yeah. You know, there were other versions of himself who were only interested in saving themselves and destroying everyone and everything around them to ensure that only they remain. Yeah. So this version, this variant or whatever, decided the best thing to do would be to create the TVA to prevent all these conflicts from happening. Yeah. And to keep the timeline steady. Yeah, straight. And, and granted, you may not like Free Will, you may think of him as the devil, but he's like, better the devil that, that you know than the devil you don't. Yeah, yep. And Loki recognizes that and says, oh shit, like, you know, we can't do this. Sylvie tries to go fucking for the kill. Loki blocks her and a big old fight ensues. You know, and then that's when she's like, I couldn't fucking trust you, da 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 And, like, Loki, you know, almost dies protecting he who remains. Yeah. You know, gets a sword around his fucking throat, and he's, like, telling her, like, I understand where you're coming from. I know where you're where you're going with this. But it's <clears> not death. He shows, the, well, Loki goes into, like, a, such a vulnerable, sta like, state. It was like, fuck. 
I was like, man, this fool just, he's really putting it out there, you know? Yeah. And Sylvie kisses him. I mean, they kiss. And then uh, she pushes him through a dimensional portal. It's a backstabbing Motherfucker. bitch. <laughs> you know, um, Doesn't fucking, it does not surprise me that a woman would be so fucking conniving. I mean, I'm sure a man God would also damn, be as nah, conniving. Fuck that. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Come on, man. You ever Get- heard of fucking, uh, I forgot that. No, the thing is, you don't even like Dave Chappelle like that. There's one story that he tells about some some lady that changed fucking, changed the, the it changed the fucking way society worked. This lie that she told changed the life so that it could be possible for him to be on that fucking stage. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the, the kid's name uh, that got murdered back in those days and the woman that told that lie. But when she, she died on her deathbed, she fucking finally admitted the truth. But it was like, it was like a, it was like a weird, like, how could this lie make such a positive impact on life? You know what I mean? And that shit really fucking struck a chord with me. I wish I could remember the fucking well, kid's I, name. Uh, well, I like to think like, you know, I don't try to generalize things because obviously like, you know, it's like women being raped by men. Like, you know, they're like, oh, they, you know, it, all all men are fucking creepy because obviously we're not standing up for shitty behavior. We're not helping tell men. I'll like, give but, them but you know that. What I mean? Like you're generalizing. I'll, I'll give them that. No, I'll give but, them that. Yeah, yeah, men. All men are creepy. Yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, but like the generalization shit, right? Like, I mean, like when, I hate when people say like, oh, you know, oh, no, women, I don't generalize them. No, no. I'm just saying like, <laughs> like the, the worst conniving type of shit comes from a woman because women fucking. I would does say that's the worst. I would they, say that's the not best, true because who the best built society? Kind of shit. It wasn't women. It was men. Nah, fuck, it was conniving man. fucking men. Stabbing and backstabbing and backstabbing again. Christopher Columbus, he's famous for fucking the genocide of, of native people in the Caribbean. But you know, like, I only see that, I only yeah. see that like that because men are more are stronger than women in, in a physical aspect only. That's the only way. But mentally, I feel like a woman is smarter and stronger than a man. Uh, you know, I, I think... Uh, and I've, and I, I, I definitely believe that. I believe it's a woman's world, really. It really, truly is in a sense. I, women uh, can fuck. Women are the are the the best and the worst. Let's say I, put it that way. You're right. Uh, men, are, I can men, say. men are men are men are just men, in between. That's all we men, are. <laughs> men are just men are fighting uh, those all those laws being passed to control our bodies. I forgot. Um, <laughs> nah, come on, dude. That that I get. I get that. But if you think about fucking child support, what man? What fucking fluctuation does a man have? If a woman claims that a man did this, then she's fucked 100. Well, percent not. It, they, hold on. Hold on. They arrest you. They'll give you a file. They fucking put your. You'll have a whole fucking a whole fucking. They'll fuck up your whole life because of it. It'll take you so long just to expunge that bullshit or reverse it if you were innocent. For a man, the thing is, we can go, it can go both ways. I get what you're saying. That's what I, that's what I mean. At the ultimate way, I I feel like women are the best and women are the worst. We're just in the middle. That's all we are. We're just a shit in the middle. But they control everything in a sense. I you know I can't agree with that. I think I think honestly, like uh, humans as a species are bad. And, oh, uh, no, that's a guarantee. And um, that's a guarantee. Uh, and, and but I, if, it was, would, if it was all women, you think the fucking world would be still shit like the way it is now? Um, I would say if women were in control, I don't know. Maybe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think the world would be cleaner. I mean, I, like, think, I believe probably. that they would have implemented things so this world doesn't go to shit the way the man is doing it. I I, I personally believe that. Yeah, I mean, like, I you know those kinds of hypotheticals. I don't you know. But yeah, I, of course, but, of course, but, of course. I mean, like, I want to believe that. Yeah, but I mean, like, you have women like. You know, uh, women major just have better ta- hearts, fool. Uh, Come on, bro. They Mallory fucking... uh, Taylor Green and uh, they have this. Ba- of course, there's bad apples, but women are just greater and fucking human. Insane. Yeah, it's 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 hard to, for me to deny when I start to think about how most women are. You know, what I mean, just personality wise, even the way they the way they they have such a empathy for for more than what we do. 
And it's because men are raised to fucking be, oh, you have to be tough. You can't cry when you're a little kid. You, you gotta, you, that, that, I mean, that kind well, of shit obviously plays, that, that, a, plays a big factor, you know? Yeah, I mean, but uh, men are the ones who have harmed that culture, right? Because obviously, yes. like, you know, it's the same shit like... Um, it's because we're fucking idiots, that's what I mean. Because <laughs> 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 you get back down to the same shit, we're morons. Uh, somehow, but, somehow you, back I, like that you, I like that you circle around and be like, yep, men are fucking dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... <clears throat> He thinks, um, he who remains thinks, believes that he has found his replacements, Sylvie and Loki. They can keep the TVA going. Yeah. And, uh, but ultimately, it doesn't, it doesn't go that way. Uh, she, after she vanquishes Loki, she goes up to he who remains and goes, you're not even in the bag? He's like, nah, I'll, I'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll be back. You don't know this. I'm you're telling gonna, you the truth. You're going to wreck the timeline <laughs> and I'm going to end up in the same place that I'm always going to end up at. Yeah. And sure enough, she kills him. The timeline uh, are branching. Uh, Loki, you know, Loki understands that this is much bigger than them, much yeah. bigger than their petty shit, you know. Be- but it also, his character has grown, right? Even the accelerated growth that he's had in the beginning of the season, like he's grown. Um, you know, he oh, he's sitting alone as everybody watches these timelines converge and break apart and, and shatter. He's sitting there heartbroken, uh, and he decides, I'm going to go find Mobius and yeah. warn him about what's potentially coming. And he goes, and lo and behold, Mobius doesn't know who he is. Yeah. E-15 doesn't know who he is. And then he looks and sees a statue of he who remains, and that will lead us into the multiverse time uh, uh, s- stories that we're heading into with the uh, multiverse of madness. Uh, and it actually looks now like um, Scarlet Witch is going to be the one who is going to help them get the sacred timeline back, close all the loopholes, close this, you know, keep everything on track. Yeah, yeah, um, But yeah, I mean, what a fucking, uh, you know, season finale. They are going to get a season two that was announced at the end of the credits. But, I mean, what a jaw-dropping finish. Like, ultimately, like, they fail. The heroes, again, fail, uh, you know, to prevent the apocalypse from arriving. I know, but it's, 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 uh, it's kind of dope because you have to fucking, they have to open this world up that everybody knows already exists. Yeah. But the way they, they pulled it off is just, it, it's such a fucking clean way to do it. Uh, and an impactful way to do it is fucking tight. Yeah, and then Tom Hiddleston and, you know, Owen Wilson and the entire cast do a fantastic job in this show. Like, I think they all brought in their A-game. The writers and everything do a wonderful job as well. Yeah. Like, I I was super impressed with how the entire show... This is probably my favorite out of the three shows that we've gotten from the Winter uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. I want to say Loki's my favorite. Um yeah, Just because of how strong everything came together. I mean, Sophia DiMartino um, playing Sylvie, she was fantastic. You know, the, the, the pain that she's gone through, the love she has for Loki, but also her willingness to commit uh, to her anger and vengeance. You know, all that stuff, like, she portrayed it all in the show very well. Owen Wilson, I, I don't like. I don't particularly care for Owen Wilson as an actor, but as Mobius... He made me like him. He was understanding. He had flexibility with his character. You ever seen Midnight in Paris? I still haven't seen it. No, I still haven't seen it. That was a good idea. Gugu Mabatha-Ra, who plays Ravona Renslayer, 
the absolute greed or belief that she has in the TVA has blinded her to everything else. She's okay with completely stealing people's ability to free will. Yeah. If it means protecting the timeline. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I mean, just honestly, the whole show, I mean, Miss Minutes, played by Tara Strong, the voice actress, uh, fantastic. Because you knew, even just watching Miss Minutes, the animated little cartoon character, there was something else going on there. Yeah. Like, it was always hinted at, but you weren't really sure. She was in league with, you know, her creator, um, the He Who, Rem- Who Remains. Uh, Wumni Musaku as Hunter B-15 was fantastic as well. I mean, honestly, oh, for me, yeah. what would you give the rating for the show? Uh, overall? Overall. For overall, I'd give it a nine, yo. I would give it a nine as well. Yeah. I highly agree. This is probably the best that Marvel has put out uh, of the of the three shows. And I know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier were hurt by the COVID pandemic. Like, their production came to a screeching halt. Uh, WandaVision, I think, um, while very good as well, um, it, it, it's definitely dropped in my eyes only because, like, there are moments in that show where it was a little bit more on the slowdown. Like, the mystery took too long to pick up, and then the ending was just kind of okay. Like, it wasn't fantastic. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah. That that was that, Loki baby. I'm great ready. Fucking great I'm, fucking show. I'm ready for season uh, two. Number of dose. Uh, and then we're gonna do Fear Street Part Two, 1978, directed again by uh, Lee um, uh, Jeniak. Um, take it continues the story. Uh, you have uh, Dina and Josh finding C. Berman, uh, who is played by uh, Gillian Jacobs. Uh, and she tells them the story of what happened to her back in 1978. It's a Friday the 13th-esque movie. Um, and, yeah, it, honestly, like, for me, this one was not as strong as the first one in terms of, like, some of the campy nature of the of the whole thing. Um, like, I definitely felt like the first one was campy and hit all the right notes, had more likable characters. Um, I think the story played out a little bit better. Uh, and and over, but I mean, like overall, this was still okay. Yeah, it was less uh, gruesome. It kind of like don't show a lot of deaths, so I guess just to fucking uh, make for time, I assume. But uh, it was cool. It was it was inter- inter- entertaining enough? Yeah, it was entertaining enough. I I thought it was funny when they had that sex scene in the movie. Which one? There was two of them. The one in the beginning when um, Nancy, the sister, um, finds the two other camp counselors, the potheads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're smashing, and you see his ass cheeks. Yeah. And then, and when Nancy comes in, all of a sudden he has his pants on again. Yeah. I was like, damn, that was, <laughs> yeah, was quick, right? Quick, my man. Yeah. Like, I've and never... her, too. She pulled up her pants with the yeah. quickness. Her Ninja fucking yeah, skills. She had fucking just... jean, jean shorts on, but them shits magically appeared. Popped up. Yeah, oh, I was like, holy up? shit. We're in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, that's fucking quick. I mean, good for you guys. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So that fool just put like, it to the side. He was like, oh, fuck, we're caught. Pants on. Thank you. <laughs> Donezo. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, ultimately, like, uh, you know, the, the the star of this story is uh, Sadie Sink of uh, Stranger Things fame. Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Things. Um, you know, I think she's a very likable, very, uh, you know, she's very charismatic on camera. Yes. Um, you know, so she plays uh, Max in Stranger Things uh, season uh, three. Um, season... Yeah, season three. Season three. Um, and you know, honestly, like, it was fine. It, it's just a fine film. I, I like the Friday the Thirteenth esque kind of 
thrills. But what I really appreciated about this second film was mostly the exploration of the lore, right? Like Ruby Lane's mom is the one who had figured it out that if you connect the hand with the body, you might be able to stop the curse the town is going through. Yes. Um, I, you know, I, I like the journal. I like the exploration of the caves because then that gives. The, I thought it was fucking disgusting where, uh, where the heart was. Where the fuck? Oh, the heart in the like, cave. The, the 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 hand of the like the rock of the devil or some shit. Yeah, like in some shit. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. Oh, because it was like right there by the porta potties or the yeah. outhouses, and yeah. she has to and climb uh, up through it. Coincidentally, they just all they did was carve a hole into the fucking ground, like. No, that's not what would have happened. Yeah. They would have made a fucking, like, a, a tube right there. That way it collects and they can fucking uh, uh, sub-pump it out. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit it, far-fetched. You it, know what I mean? I was like, it's ridiculous. But I was because like, the shit would just sick. pile up. Like, what, do they go in there Yeah, I'm like, all the shit's gone. The fucking shit. So, I mean, this, the devil's drinking it all. It uh, probably would, too. <laughs> yeah, it was all the feces that yeah, the fucking like, heart fuck. that was in the cave was like, hell yeah, this is what I like. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty disturbing. Big old drink of shit and piss. Yeah. Um... But yeah, yeah. Real slurpy. <laughs> real sludge. <laughs> that sludge slurpy. Oh, free sludgies at 7 Eleven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come by and get them, get them fucking 13% off. Get a shlit beat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, like, ultimately, like, I, I like that aspect of it. Like, yeah, the deaths weren't as gruesome. I mean, the, the one was, that was pretty cool was when. Um, uh, you know the when he first the goes crazy. Killer, and he hacks him in the fucking face. Hacks him in the face. Yeah, like I really Tommy Slater yeah, when very he fucking, first kill. Yeah, yeah, played by McCabe's style. Uh, yeah, when he fucking just hacked that fool's face off, I yeah. was like, hell yeah, that's cool. But you know, one of the things that you know that does catch me a little kind of confused about how some of these death scenes or these moments occur. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because of maybe it was a, a like let's put this together, let's get it done. Is you know Sadie Sink gets stabbed like eight fucking times in the yeah, belly, no, no. <laughs> and he does CPR and, <laughs> and, and he brings her back. And I'm like, wait a minute, yo, she's got holes in her fucking body, dude. Yeah. Like, if that knife punctured a lung, like she'd be like, you would. What would happen is if you try to do CPR, you blow air into their esophagus. It would just gurgle, like yeah. because there's no way to prevent that from. You know, you're not going to do anything. It's just seeping out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which, you know, whatever. I know it's a movie and I shouldn't think about shit like that, but things like that pop up in my head. Like, how the fuck does this happen? But yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, it was just okay. I'm excited for the third one. I want to see where the origin story happens and how they bring this story to a close. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, it goes back to the present day and uh, Dina gets her hand, the hand of the witch, uh, Sarah Fear. And uh, tells her, like, this is it. We're done. And as she places the hand on Seraphir's body, she is transported. I don't know if spiritually or actually, like, takes the place yeah. of Seraphir. Into 1666. Into and, 1666. And that's where uh, the third one's going to begin. And that's where the third one will take place. Um, but, yeah, but what would you give this movie? I would give it a seven. A seven. Okay. I'm going to give this film a six just because I gave the last film a seven. Okay. I thought it was not as strong. Um, would you recommend this though? Like the series yeah, so I far? Think it's fu- I think it's fine. I think it's fucking entertaining enough to fucking watch. Um, it's not like one of those horror movies just like uh, get the fuck out of here type of shit, like cheesy acting and stuff like that. It's it's entertaining enough to, to definitely keep someone uh uh keep their focus on whatever the fuck they're watching. It was it was not not too not the worst, not the best, of course. Yeah. And then um we've got No Sudden Move from yeah. HBO Max. Don Cheadle. A group of criminals are brought together under mysterious circumstances to work together 
and uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways. Yeah. Uh, starring Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro. Uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, written by Ed Solomon. Um, yeah, and uh, the cast is pretty big. It's got Brendan Fraser in it playing Doug Jones. Um, you know, you, and you have a lot of smaller characters, but they also play a part in the whole overall of the story. Yes. Uh, Julia Fox plays Vanessa Capelli. Uh, Kieran Culkin plays Charlie. Uh, you have uh, Mary Words and Matt Words played by um, Amy Simetz and David Harbour. Um, you know, you have Ray Liotta making an appearance in the thing as Vanessa Capelli's husband, Frank Capelli, who Benicio Del Toro's character is having an affair with, uh, Russ, uh, Ronald Russo. And you have, uh, obviously, the ti- I would say the title character is Don Cheadle, even though it's it's really a casting. Uh, he plays uh, Kurt Goins. Um, uh, what did you think? Uh, <clears throat> I thought she was fucking tight. I thought it was cool. It, was, uh, it, was, it definitely made you feel like you were in the, in the, in their world. And them trying to figure everything out was uh, a little bit complicated, but smart and at the same time. Um, I think Don, che- Don, of course, the characters try to manipulate the situation in their own aspects so they can work out to their favors. Um, but, of course, one guy does it better than the other. Uh, but it was fucking tight. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, uh, of course, fucking superbly acted with those two dudes fucking in it mainly. And a lot of the cast was, was super fucking tight. Um I didn't even think it. It kind of looked like Ray Liotta in a sense, you know. They kind of put a little bit of plastic uh, or makeup on his ass to fucking make him look different. Yeah. Um, but it was a tight. I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. I okay. thought it was a decently fucking well made movie. Uh, you know, honestly, Steven Soderbergh is a. a and I also pre- like the fact that it sh- exposed, uh, at the end of it, exposed that this is the reason it, of it happening. You know. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> ultimately, what happens is they discover that the auto industry is hiding. Uh, the catalytic converter, converter yeah, uh, because they don't want to reduce emissions because obviously it's it, they don't want to add it into the car because it's going to cost them a little bit more money to make stuff, even though environmentally it's better for the planet. Yeah, and um, it basically they're trying to to make sure these plans don't, don't get, get un- out, don't yeah, don't get uncovered, and don't shit. get out, and don't get uh, put into play. Yeah, um, yeah, so. Steven Soderbergh directs this uh, relatively well. I will say there was one complaint that I had about the movie, and there was um, a weird, I don't know if it was a wide lens that they used or something like that, Yeah. but the edges of the frame would expand. So when they would walk from left to right in some scenes, it looks like they were getting stretched out to fit the center of the screen, and it was something about the aspect ratio and how it was shot that I it really was a distraction for me. Okay. Uh, I think um, Don Cheadle and... Uh, Benicio Del Toro are fucking fantastic. They got good chemistry together. The writing is really good. Um, the acting is really good. Yeah, I mean, overall. I mean, it was nice to see Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you know, although um, he blew up. He yeah. looked a lot bigger than ever. Yeah, I ever. mean. He looked weird. Yeah, I mean, like, you could tell, like, you know, he's entering uh, the 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 he's re- he's middle that, age uh, of his life, like, the, well into, like, old man age. Like, he's, like, 50-something or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he looks like he's put on, you know, he looked, but, I mean, like, he's great in it. With the small role that he plays, David Harbour's in this, who I I did not expect to see a kind of, uh, you know, like, scared Matt Wartz. Like, yeah. the character he played was kind of like a scaredy cat, in a way, yeah. who ended up getting tougher and then realized, like, yo, man, I've made a tremendous mistake uh, for pussy. Like, <laughs> like I've damaged <laughs> this marriage for some scattered ass. And, you know, but, I mean, like, 
ultimately, it, like, it's just people playing against each other to try to get the upper hand in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And Don Cheadle is the only one who's actually playing by the end of the film for himself. He doesn't care about the money. He's just like, I just want what I want. Yeah. And that's it. But, you know, but the whole time, like, it was entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, um, but fuck yeah. But, uh, but for me, that camera, that that aspect ratio, I don't know what the fuck they did. Uh, that really, really annoyed me. For me, it wasn't too bad. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch it too much. But I like, I guess I don't uh, go so deep in it. I feel like they were trying to transport you into that world. Yeah, I feel like that was the reason for it. And it was funny, like they gave you a clue, like that it's gonna take, it's gonna be about the automobile industry, um, because a they talk about GM and all that stuff, like which obviously in Detroit in the fifties, sixties. Like, that was car town USA. But, like, the Detroit 1954, it should have raised a flag for everybody. Like, because I didn't catch it until they started going, like, oh, it's a new combustion engine kind of thing. And I was like, oh, this is a car thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, it all makes sense now with them bringing that stuff up. Yeah. Uh, You know, they also touch on, like, what, you know, white rich men were doing at that point in time with redlining and tearing down neighborhoods and pushing black people out and, you know, helping to create uh, a, a fucking a wall of wealth, you know, from preventing from being accessed. Like, like yeah. they're putting up this fucking wall so black people can't fucking move up economically and fucking them all over. Like, yeah, exactly. uh, tough shit, you know, um, which, um, I, you know, it was very surprising when uh, Matt Damon popped up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't expect he, that either. Yeah, and but I mean, honestly, the cast is really good. Uh, the movie's shot, uh, you know, pretty well, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, uh, because like it was mostly on exterior shots, and some of the interiors with the hotel where they did that wide screen, wide lens aspect ratio that really fucking took me the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, but this movie for me, like, I would give it a seven. Like, it's okay. Okay. You know, um, it. it yeah, I give it a seven also. Not a lot of these kinds of movies being made, uh, you know, uh, double crosses, you know, uh, kind of like a mysterious uh, criminal organization and entity. Not a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, it was tight. It was tight. It was a nice little refresher on yeah. uh, on uh, old type of uh, movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, it feels came. like it's a, it's, a, an, it's an era long gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but fuck it. Uh, let's get to the tidbits. We only got two this week. We got the Evil Dead is will be dropping in theaters for the 40th anniversary. It will take place only one night on October 7th. So uh, look out for those tickets because they're going to drop uh, randomly and it will be in L.A. Uh, County, of course. Um, and then the second one is uh, they got 30 jobs opening up at TikTok. All you got to do is, uh, I guess, film yourself with your own uh, personal or personality filter, which I don't know what the fuck that means because I've never fucked never TikTok. TikToked? No, never. And I don't plan to, but fucking... You can get a job through there if you want. I don't know what the fuck it pays, but if you're interested in making videos and all that kind of bullshit, there you go. And there you go. Those are your tidbits. Yep. Uh, try to get a job through TikTok. Yeah, try to get a job. A job. Yeah. Out of the 30 jobs. Because you don't want to take all 30. That's too yeah. much of well, a workload. There's, uh, I think, 30 in LA, 30 in, in New York, and it's only in those two states. So good luck, everybody. So just Cali and New York, huh? Yep. All right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was the show. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can always find us on anchor.fm slash the Renderos Brothers. That's right, RDB, baby. Uh, you know, you can find us on Instagram as the, the Renderos Bros. Yep. Uh, you can find always, us individually. That's right, individually. We are on Instagram. I am Render Me Sam. I'm Hollywood Mike with double I in Mike. Uh, yeah, we post weeks every week. You know, we talk two different films. The next films for next week will be the uh, conclusion to Fear Street, 1666. Yep. And 
the highly anticipated yeah, Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron James coming out uh, Friday. Uh, comes out Friday. Uh, I, I, I will be honest. I'm not excited about this movie. We'll um, see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm gonna give it a fair. I'm gonna give it a fair shake. That's right. Um, you know. So yeah, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Stay safe. Stay wild. And remember, uh, get vaccinated. That's right. Fuck. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. Late. Oh, thank you.